0: Hello everyone and welcome to the PE Talks Africa podcast by the African Private Capital Association. In this episode, we will be speaking with Nick Allen, who is the managing partner at Savant, a trail basing venture capital firm to explore their recent investments in cutting edge sectors. We'll gain insights into the company's evolution over the last 20 years and address the need for sustainable innovation in today's rapidly changing world. So hi Nick, thank you so much for joining us.
1: Thanks, Persia. Great to be here. Thanks for having me on.
0: And please uh, introduce your role at Savant and, and tell us how Savant was born.
1: Absolutely. So I, I, I wear a couple of hats. I am the managing partner of the Savant Venture Fund um, and I'm probably the CEO overall of, of uh, Savant, uh, which consists of both the Venture Fund, um, but also an incubation component, which is which is where we started. Um as you mentioned, Savantus started uh, almost twenty years ago. Um, when my colleague Kate Turner Smith and I, working in a in another incubator focused on the life sciences and, and medical device side of things, realized that there were a great number of scientists and engineers building, you know, being really innovative and building great technologies and you know, making fantastic innovations and just battling to make that translation of turning those innovations into products and those products into companies, we realized there was a real need and a real opportunity to help, you know, innovators take their tech, you know, to the next stage. Um, and that, that was essentially how Savant was born. Uh, we specifically wanted to move out of the very niche and, and particularly in the sort of Cape Town and South African environment, the very niche medical device uh, life sciences area and broaden our, 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 our vision across uh, other areas of, of hardware and deep tech. Uh, I'm, a, I'm an engineer and Kate's a scientist, so we, we felt the opportunity and need to go outside of the, the, the medical device uh, area. And uh, yeah, we've been doing that for almost 20 years now.
0: That's so interesting. And with the 20 years of experience in the industry, how has Savant, uh witnessed the evolution of how investment in technology and innovation in Africa is transforming the continent? Are there any key milestones or trends that stand out to you?
1: Well, the main the main one is 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 the most you know the the, the key thing is that venture capital is actually happening. I, I I go back many years, you know, when our biggest challenge and it's been our biggest challenge for for. Probably the longest, the longest component is is getting funding into the business that we're working with. You know, we we see great innovators, great on you know, great even great entrepreneurs looking to uh, take their businesses to the next step. But particularly if you're working with uh, hardware and deep tech, you can't you can't bootstrap your way out of your garage or your mother's garage. You've you've really got to get investment, and investment has always been one of the hardest things. Um, and it's really only over the last sort of five to ten years that we've seen a change in that, where investment is finally starting to come into these, these early stage businesses that we're working with um, at the, at that early stage, and and not just government money and not just uh, uh, developmental type funding, commercial money starting to flow into these businesses, and I think that's you know that's probably the biggest the biggest change that we've seen. Um, and, and what that means is, we now see far more homegrown opportunities and homegrown um, startups and innovators taking their business, uh, taking their tech to market locally, and not having to go offshore to raise the funding that they need to get there. Um, yeah, so so that I think is is, is a key a key step. Um, probably one component as well that we're starting to see is. You know, as the ecosystems mature, as you know the the support organisations and the support systems around the entrepreneurs and the innovators that that are that are are building these businesses, as those ecosystems mature, we see far better entrepreneurs coming out of the system as well, which is which is you know a critical component. Um, yeah, in the early days, we saw lots of innovators were very good at their tech, and that you know that's where the, the name Savan came from. You know, lots of Great innovators, really, really good at their tech, but really bad at everything else. Um, you know, as the ecosystem matures, we're starting to see uh, innovators that are more entrepreneurial uh, as, as a as a group. So that you know, that's a great step. And and because of that, you know, the the success rates of the companies that we that we're working with, the ability to scale these businesses is is much better than it was, you know, 15 years ago. So yeah, great great movement and great you know, as we see the, the system maturing, it's looking a lot better.
0: It's always great to hear um, positive news. And it's funny because since I was talking to your team about recording this podcast, I have seen event pop up everywhere in, in the kind of press, on social media, I think yeah. specifically around your investment in Burnstar.
1: Yeah, so 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 I think one of the things that we have tried to do is, is try to, you know, talk a little bit more about our our successes i I think one of the things and i know this is very specifically a south african challenge and you know it may apply across the continent but we've we've typically been very bad at um talking about the things that we've done you know the really good things that we've done i mean we 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 as a you know we, we we've built some fantastic things over the years we've achieved some amazing things but we we're really bad at talking about it so you know, I, I, yeah, part of our job is to make sure that we highlight and um, yeah, talk about the fantastic opportunities, the fantastic technologies that I hear, um, and, and we've, we've become a lot more focused and a lot more dedicated to making that happen. So I'm, I'm very glad to see that you, uh, that you uh, ha- have seen uh, news about Burnstar, which is you know, a company that we think is going to do really good things in the, in the future.
0: So talking about these technologies and opportunities, um, can you provide insights into three or four of your most recent investments and what drew you to these uh, specific companies and sectors?
1: Well, I'll I'll obviously have to talk about Burnstar. (laughs) (laughs) So Burnstar is is a a company that we've invested in recently. Um, Another one of the exciting components of this investment is that it's a, a co-investment with a corporate venture capital uh, investor. Um, in this case, Sabanya Stillwater has invested alongside us, which is you know a great development for us in, in, in the uh, deep tech and hardware space, having battled for many years to get corporates interested in what we've done. You know, we have having somebody like Sabanya coming along and putting money alongside us into this investment has been a great success. But Burnstar is one of those businesses that, you know, really excite us because they are building a, you know, you know this decarbonized energy future. Uh, it's a methane pyrolysis technology that's creating what's called turquoise hydrogen. So it's not, not entirely green because it's, uh, it produces hydrogen through uh, the pyrolysis of, of methane. Uh, so it produces carbon, but it doesn't produce carbon dioxide. And it uh, produces, therefore, hydrogen that is, um, you know, as, as clean as you can get, uh, and 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 it produces a, a carbon product that can be used in in many applications. Um, and I think the most important thing is is this technology developed here in South Africa is able to produce hydrogen at a price point that makes it cost effective and cost cost competitive with grey hydrogen, which is, you know, hydrogen. For, for, uh, developed from uh, carbon sources through uh, steam reformation of hydrocarbons. <clears throat> and, you know, that's a really important component of a, of a future hydrogen economy. Um, and I think for us, the real opportunity is to supplant, you know, the hydrogen is used in, in industry and in, in all sorts of applications. And there's a, an enormous amount of grey hydrogen produced every year. And if we can start by, reducing our use of gray hydrogen and using turquoise or, or green hydrogen that'll be a massive step in um, in, in reducing our, our carbon dioxide emissions so that that's a big outcome for us um, you know it's the kind of thing that we were looking to do. Another one that we've done uh, investment that we've made recently is in, into a company called AgriLogic um, which has built smart underco- undercover farming systems as our Climate gets hotter, as our climate gets hotter and drier, um, farming is going to change. Farming is going to become more difficult. Um, uh, Food production is going to, to come under pressure. And smarter agri tech solutions to ensure that we can continue growing our um, agricultural out- output um, in, in, a, in an increasingly difficult environment is very, very important. And a company like AgriLogic, with its ability to uh, control the, um, the 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 environment in which a, you can farm a, a wide range of crops is, is going to become really really important. Um, adding, you know, as as they build their product out and in, improve their product, adding an intelligence to ensure you can create those optimal growing environments for whatever crop that you're growing. So you know, again solving real challenges that we see in our future. Very exciting for us. Um, A third company is a company that we've been working with with for a little while called AI Diagnostics. We're in the process of finalizing an investment into them. Um, AI Diagnostics has developed a um, a smart connected uh, stethoscope, which as its first application is is used in TB diagnosis. Um, So it's... uh, a standalone device that connects to your computer or your phone and can then listen into your a, a patient's uh, lung sounds and then very rapidly, efficiently, and in particularly cost effectively diagnose TB. Um, particularly in the South African market, DB, TB is the largest killer of our uh, large, largest. Uh, cause of death in the South African environment. So it's a huge issue, you know, but it, it, you know, everybody worries, worried about COVID, but TB kills far more people than COVID ever did. So it's, it's, it's a huge issue. And the ability to efficiently and particularly cost-effectively diagnose is is really important um, in, in, in our environment. Um, And, you know, on the back of successful launch in the, in the TB diagnosis space, I I see a company like AI Diagnostics, um, which is in what I what I, li- what I like about uh, something a company like AI Diagnostics is it's taking a hardware component and then adding in that AI component to uh, to create a, a, a very novel and unique and and, and powerful uh, solution. Um, the last company I want to mention is Liquid Medical, um, a local. Um, a local doctor has developed a glaucoma treatment that uh, is specifically aimed at glaucoma patients that have come to the end of the, the, their uh, their treatment options. Uh, glaucoma is a progressive disease; it gets worse and worse. And you, you know, glaucoma patients will get to the point where they are, can no longer be treated, and they will go blind. Um, and the ophthalmologist uh, who, who started Liquid Medical developed a a novel treatment uh, modality um, to treat those patients that have got no other treatment available to them. Um, so it's preventing people from going, going blind when they have no other treatment alternatives to, which is you know obviously very very important. Glaucoma is the leading cause of blindness on the African continent. So you know th- these are these are solutions that are very very relevant uh, to 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 where we live, uh, and, and obviously it's great to be part of these kinds of solutions. When we're looking at at you know what's the common thread that runs through these investments you know, we're, we're looking at we're looking for companies that are building solutions that are you know as unique as possible um, have strong uh, innovation have strong sustainable competitive advantage and that are solving very real problems um because that it, it, the combination of those factors means you're doing really good things for the world but at the same time you're building businesses that are you know ha- have a very strong and large market and have the ability to do you know generate significant return on investment for our investors you know and so we, we have the combination of doing doing well and doing good which is you know obviously a, a, a big win for us
0: Yes, it uh, sounds like some very exciting projects going on and I also think that um, mentioning the affordability of products is such an important point because it will determine how many yep. companies and, and individuals are actually able to access the products, especially the products sorry, especially when they are solving real problems.
1: And particularly solving problems on the African continent where you know affordability is a massive issue. I do think that you know there there are there are an enormous number of solutions globally that aren't applied or, or, or aren't aren't economically viable, but are, are, are really necessary. So if you can turn those businesses or, or those those technologies um, into something that is viable and economically feasible, you you can have a huge impact. I think that's that's really yeah really really important, particularly when it comes to Africa.
0: And um, I think you might have already touched on this question, but yeah. what impact do you see these companies having on the African continent and beyond in the next decade?
1: Maybe touched on it a bit, but yeah, where we're going, we need decarbonized energy. Uh, that, that is, there's little doubt that, you know, decarbonized energy sources, finding the best ways to reduce our, our carbon dioxide uh, production, our, 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 you know, it's key both locally and, and internationally. Um, so we see a company like um, Burnstar having fantastic op- applications locally, and 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 if you look at, yeah, you know, it's very clear and very well known that uh, Africa is probably going to be most impacted by a, a heating world. So we've got to we've got to do what we can to uh, to, to create that impact, um, and the, the 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 impact of a, a warming world, you know. We, the future of farming needs to build resilient farming systems that's where agriologic companies uh, agrologic comes comes in and then obviously you know we need uh our, our population to be be looked after um yeah so so the the health um and the safety of our of our people is, is really important So. The kinds of businesses that we're going to, that we do invest in, you know, need to have an impact both locally, but also have applications across the world.
0: And in the realm of the green economy, what motivated Savant to take the strategic step towards launching a new fund? And how do you envision the sectors that you're interested in contributing towards a sustainable future?
1: Yeah, look, there are a the combination of factors that led to, uh, our, our yeah, you know, our goal of creating our venture fund to being a green economy fund. Um, yeah, you know, we've always been very much of a view that the ex- existential challenges that we face as a society can be addressed through the commercial application of science and engineering technologies. You know that that's that's been something that's fund- fundamental to Savant over many years. Um, so, so you know, applying that in the environment that we are that we're in, you know, is is very much around uh, what are those what are those big challenges, and 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 clearly, you know, the challenges that we face, you know, they need to be solved through a green economy lens. Um, at the same time, we've seen a huge number of opportunities come across our desk, you know. Um, Lots of great innovators building science and engineering, deep tech and hardware solutions to a range of problems. Um, you know that really resonates with us. So you know there, there, there's a combination of uh, need, uh, opportunity, and and solutions out there um, that that we see, and you know it all comes together. I, you know there's there is I suppose there's also a real, you know, a, a real need and a real existential drive for this. We, this is something that we have to do. You know, we have to do it for, 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 for our future, for our children's future, um, and, and we're very passionate about it. So it does, it certainly does resonate for us, and it, and it comes together in, in the Green Economy Fund. Um, yeah, just continuing to do what what we enjoy doing, um, yeah, making making a difference, building real products that are that are going to make a difference in the world that we live in
0: thanks Nick so this is a question because I know it's quite a, a challenging fundraising environment but what are three key learnings that you can take from raising fund one that can be applied to any fundraising strategy in the future um, and how will they help overcome any forecasted challenges and help drive your team towards success
1: I think the key point is 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 to be very clear in what you're doing you know what what is your strategy and um, you know, what What are you trying to achieve? You know, I, I think these are uh, building a strategy that you and your team and and, and the, the ethos of your company or your investment approach is about is, is critical to achieving the outcome that you want. Um, you know, you have to be very clear in your mind that, that you know, about what you want to do and. Um, and you really do need to be passionate about it in order to achieve it. So that—that that I think is, is is your number one. You know, are you? You know, for, for, for us, we thought long and hard about what we wanted to do, and and this yeah you know, clearly resonated a lot. Um, yeah, it, with, with just not just me, but with my broader team on on you know, where we want to go. And um, so that that for us is the number one step. Um, following that is then ensuring that the LPS that you're approaching and obviously there are there are a lot of LPS out there um, you know it's about ensuring that the LPS that you approach um, spend your time and effort and their time and effort on you know are aligned with your with with your or uh, with your strategy you know if, if you are talking to investors that aren't and you know they are not and they know you're not you they're, they're not then you, you end up wasting everybody's time um, and it, you're you're just Far more likely to to make progress with limited partners that share the vision, share 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 yours, share your goals and your strategies, um, and and that for me is number one. You know, you got to make sure that you're talking to people who who are who are aligned with what you're trying to do, and I think that goes further in terms of you know finalising. You, you you obviously want to be in a position where you're able to bring on a number of limited partners, um, and um, You've got to make sure that because your strategy is, is, is aligned with the limited partners that you're talking to, um, then, they're, then they're aligned in, in the, um, the approach that you're going to take. You don't want to be in a situation where you have um, LPs looking at uh, a, a very different approach. You know, once, once you get down to finalizing your LPA, you get to a point where you know, your, your, your LPs are going in different directions. You know, if your strategy is clear, it's aligned with the, the strategy, it'll be LPs. It's, you know, you, you can have a much easier job of finding it, finalizing your LPA. Um, and then probably one of the biggest issues is, is and the, and the key points is um, building a pipeline of investable companies. You know, LPs want to know what kind of businesses you're going to invest in. They want to see real examples. You know, you can't turn around and say, we might invest in the following types of business. They want to see absolute, with absolute clarity the kinds of businesses that you're going to, to invest in with very real examples. Um, and they want to know that you're going to be committing their capital as quickly as possible. Um, so we've worked very long and hard in developing a pipeline of fantastic opportunities. Um, and yeah, we've 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 you know taken those opportunities that we've been seeing coming across our desk over the last year or so that haven't necessarily fitted with uh, fitted in with uh, Savant Venture Fund One uh, from a stage perspective or for whatever other reason. And you know those are we've 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 tracked them and understood where they stand and you know teed them up for for where we're going to be going with Savant Venture Fund Two. And uh, yeah, it's, we've got an exciting pipeline of agri-tech food tech energy circular economy solutions that are you know make you know, going to be very very exciting investments so yeah we've uh, we're doing that work to make sure that we're ready to hit the ground running as soon as we we have capital ready to invest
0: ah that's so interesting and i think we'll kind of touch on these sectors in our next question what advice would you offer to entrepreneurs innovators and even any fund managers looking to make a positive impact in the green economy are there any specific areas or technologies that you see as particularly promising
1: i think the, the, the first point and i'm I, I maybe bash this drum a little bit hard sometimes is that you, I, I want to see people building real and building and investing in real solutions um you know solutions that that Actually, fix problems rather than move them around. Um, you know, to you know, move, move a problem from one area to another. You know, that 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 really doesn't help in the long run. We've got to we've got to build solutions that actually fix problems. You know, um, I, you know, I I. I, I I'm not a fan of carbon trading, for example, because I think that's something that just moves the problem around. You know, there, 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 may be, there may be areas for it, but, you know, ultimately, we need to have real solutions that fix the problems rather than move them around. That's one key point that, I, that I, <clears throat> I'm very passionate about. Um, I think, ultimately, you need to follow your passion um, and, and look to address challenges that are already meaningful. And meaningful to you as a as as an entrepreneur or an or an investor, you know, passion is critical to making things work. So you know that that I think is, um, is, is a key component. Um, you know what what's exciting for me, you know, I really do see an acceleration away from traditional energy systems. Um, you know, it it's 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 one of those things that uh, really makes me happy and excited. I you know seeing uh, in, in in some economies seeing how quickly people are moving away from um, uh, internal combustion engine to electric vehicles um, just with the right kind of incentives you know that that that's wow it's music to my ears i love I love seeing things like that you know I see distributed power generation mini grids you know the accelerating decarbonization of energy you know, things move very slowly and then all of a sudden they move very rapidly. And and we see that uh, I mean the the growth of something like Tesla is a, is a real example of what can happen. You know, people are saying, well, uh, a, a new a new uh, car companies typically grow, grow at a maximum of like three and a half percent a year, and uh, Tesla has uh, thrown that copybook out the window. Um, and and I see a lot of new. Uh, battery pod, battery vehicles going to be doing something similar. So yeah, that, that's very exciting. Uh, I, I would say to investors out there, don't get caught in the wrong side of that. Um, you're going to get stranded. Um, I'm also very interested in water technologies. I think um, water is going to be one of our next big challenges. Um, it's going to be the next big thing, uh, you know. We need to be more efficient in the way we use it. We have to recycle. We have to reuse. Um, you know, I want to see that similar to mini grids and home home power distribu home power um, generation. Um, I, I, I see that getting closer and closer to the home. Um, so yeah, I, I, I think that is going to be a very exciting area. Um, yeah, so so. It, it, it's probably not particularly uh, novel thinking but yeah energy and water are two big areas that uh, I think are going gonna do really well in the in the near future.
0: Thanks, Nick and it's actually very motivating to hear that you know sometimes you can feel like um, the solutions are happening slowly but they might seem like they, they're beginning slowly but then they speed up very quickly. the the effects of Climate change are happening very quickly. Yep. But um, yeah, I guess just to hear that uh, the, there are technologies that are able to keep up with it and kind yep. of reverse some of these effects.
1: And in many cases, the technologies are, are there and have been around for a long time. It's just what are people prepared to pay for them? So you know, what what is the value that people put to some of these things? And uh, as soon as people understand the value of the world that we live in, you know they'll assign more value to the solutions that are out there already
0: exactly and i guess uh, a role of private capital is making yeah. some of these solutions more affordable and accessible
1: absolutely absolutely great job to have
0: <laughs> perfect thank you nick for joining us i have really enjoyed speaking with you on the podcast
1: great thanks Persha. nice speaking to you have a great day
0: And thank you so much to our audience for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, then feel free to check out the rest of our podcast. And if you would like to learn more about Savant, I will drop a link to their uh, website in the description so you can go and check them out um, and keep up with them in the future. Thank you and see you on the next one.